Hello, I'm Shelly Till. Welcome to the Too Much Grit to Quit podcast, where I speak to some of the greatest athletic minds about overcoming adversity and building your grit muscle. My guest today is an internet entertainer extraordinaire with over 150 million views weekly with her original viral content. She's had over 4 billion, with a B, views of her content in 2020. And I have to say, my workout buddy on Arm Farm Friday in Nashville. That's the most important thing. Welcome, Adley. Thank you, Shelly. I'm so honored to be here. It's so good to see you. You should be showing off those guns, girl. You're working your ass off to get them. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm just trying to catch up to you. You know it. Yeah, <laughs> today right. today was brutal. We missed you. I needed someone to die alongside me. Thank you so much for taking the time out and uh, joining me here. I know you are like crazy busy. You're like, I think you're the busiest person in a pandemic well, not that I've ever been through one, but you have to win the award for busiest person in a pandemic. <laughs> it's, it's, I will take that award because that's how it feels. And it's probably just because I'm very bad at delegating. You know, we've carved such a path here that there's really no template except for the one. We've had such rapid growth this year that we ha- yeah. are just now really being like, oh my gosh, we have to build systems. We need processes uh-huh. or how to, we won't sustain what we've built and we won't be able to scale it. So yeah, really most of January has been let's pull these reins in. Let's get organized um, so that we can do more fun podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to talk, yeah, we'll, um, talk. We'll, we'll get into what your goals and your, your vision are for this because you are like steamrolling through, but you know, you started on team Blake with the voice season two as a singer. Yeah. Is that what brought you to Nashville in the first place? It is. So it yeah. was um, in a nutshell, that was my senior year in college. It was a dare from my sorority sisters. Cause I was always that person. Still I'm that person that doesn't really <laughs> turn down a dare. It sounds like a fun time. I, I tend to see life as one giant experiment and don't take myself too seriously, but do take life and my time and relationships very seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a dare on a whim, drove to Nashville, chugging energy drinks for an 8 a.m. audition, no sleep. And in a nutshell, ended up being casted, was on Team Blake, and moved me to Nashville. Uh, signed what I got, what I got offered was probably the worst record deal known to man. But <laughs> in my mind, I'm like cubicle job in PR, or you know, play out this whole reality show thing and be a singer in Nashville. What's the worst that could happen? This sounds way more fun. <laughs> And that was, that was really my introduction to the world of entertainment, having never really sang before. That was my first time on a stage. Are you was kidding? taking a day from, no, oh I was gosh. the, I would do karaoke on Wednesdays if I got enough Miller Light in me. Like that was the extent <laughs> of my <laughs> singing career. So it was a shock to everyone. <laughs> oh my God. That's awesome. I did not know. I thought you just did that. And that was kind of like your, your dream. You wanted to come to Nashville to sing. Cause you're really good. <laughs> Thank you. I learned, I had to learn how to be good at it. That was a steep learning curve, but I feel like that really set the tone for having a high tolerance for risk Mm. for the rest of my life. I'm like, times out of the 10, out of 10, when I aim for something and I got enough grit to stick with it and and rally the right people around it, I'm going to, I'm going to find success with this. And at at a minimum, it's going to be very fun and I'm going to learn something. So how long were you in that space, Adley, before you transitioned into this viral entertainer yeah seven years maybe oh wow 
seven years. So the video being really heavy hitting in video has been about two. Okay. Two, two years, I believe. And because I was a jack of all trades, like the creative in me, the entrepreneur in me is very much, I wanted, I'm curious about everything. I love to try and, and learn and fail because you don't learn much by, by winning all the time. You learn through, through you know, making terrible decisions. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I've made a handful of those and always wanted to dabble in everything and thought, I have a whole mentality of surely something's going to pop because I've got so many irons in the fire. And I would, pro- I would progress at a pretty rapid rate. Some new experiences would always come along. We got to tour stadiums as an independent artist with Blake, uh, my coach, Blake Shelton, uh, four years after being on the show. So amazing things did happen by aiming that hustle in certain directions. But a mentor of mine about a year, about two years ago now was like, add you have such a unique opportunity with videos right now, with Facebook, with everything that you're doing, just do me a favor. If you won't do one for yourself and go all in on two things, even just two things, narrow it down to two and go all in on that and watch how it changes your life. And maybe it was the day that he said it. Maybe I was just in the right spiritual, mental, emotional place to hear it and just say, he, he right, he's right, I should. I should just go all in on videos. And he was right. And that was the very end of last year. Then the pandemic hits and everybody's on their phones. And that's, that's really how our lives have really been turned around this year. Yeah. And, uh, I guess, you know, I have to say this when I was, when I I have a good friend of mine was on the phone with her earlier this morning, I said, guess who I'm interviewing today. And she's like, I have no idea. You know? And I, and I said your name and she's like, shut the blank up. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, you know her. She goes, Oh my God. I'm like her biggest fan. She single-handedly got me through the early pandemic lockdown. (laughs) So, Oh, that's so awesome to hear. Yeah, Cause we just, I love those stories and it really doesn't get old because we just stayed, we were locked down. Right. So we just stayed in our bubble making videos and we would see them do well, but we were just alone all the time. So it was not until we got back out in public and we're kind of being like stopped all over the place. And that I was like, these are real people watching these. Yeah. This actually was helpful to people because we just thought we were entertaining ourselves, just making these silly, <laughs> silly little videos, not realizing they were genuinely entertaining people in a more meaningful way than we had ever thought. And that is the biggest blessing. And that's the driving force to, to continue to scale this thing is yeah. seeing what it does for people. Were you, or or maybe even now, are you surprised at the reception and the growth that you've seen just in this last year? Oh my God, yeah. Oh yeah. Like if I zoom out and I picture it being somebody else, I can look at what we've built and be like, hmm, I see why that works. I I think I can zoom out enough and understand why people find it enjoyable Mm -hmm. to the tune and to the rapidness of this, the success that it's brought this year, uh, that's just God. That's, that was beyond anything that I could have fathomed because it was that slow grind work for everything for eight years prior that, you know, they call this the 10 year town. And my gosh, I am on my 10th year. (laughs) It is, it is true, (laughs) but I I was used to that. So I kind of pictured that being the progression. And so I'm just incredibly uh, grateful at what this year has showed me is possible. Mm -hmm. Um, The the limits, it's helped me really relentlessly focus on trying to become the kind of woman that is deserving and worthy 
of the size of the blessing that I'm asking for. Like I'm, this has showed me how big things can go and how fast and recognize that we just really have one life as far as we know, I'm going to give it my all. Cause what is the worst that could happen? I fail at it. Okay. Well then I learned a lot, but I know that I'm a pretty resilient person. Um, and I'm generally going to find, I'm always going to find the positive mm -hmm. and the silver lining in any of these situations and come back stronger. So if I get knocked down, if me going for something doesn't work, cool. That's just, who said that? Ben Franklin, that's just one way that didn't work, but there's plenty, plenty more ways. And so to never get discouraged by that, you're just one step closer, you know? Mm -hmm. I think um, that is one of the characteristics that I think the world it finds most endearing about you. I certainly do. You're, you radiate positivity. And I think the, the, you know, the first time I met you, I felt that you, uh, you too, Blake. And I just thought that, um, Blake's over here. <laughs> I know. That's why I said that. Um, you know, certainly that is, I think one of the things, you know, cause people can be funny. There's all kinds of content out there. I mean, we are bombarded with content, right? But the fact that yours stands out speaks to, I think beyond just the, it, that it's funny, you know, you're genuine. Um, and like I said, you just radiate positivity. I'm curious in all of this time, you know, you, you've been at this entertainment business in one way or uh, shape or form for 10 years. Was there ever a time that you doubted yourself or that you felt like, I don't, you know, I just don't know that th if this is going to work. Overall in many, many moments and, and situations, a thousand percent all the time. Um, overall, knowing that I would find success, no. I knew that I would eventually, and I think that's what allowed me to do a manual override on those negative feelings. Yeah. Is I just, I know, and this is the way that you know things. You don't know why you know them, but you just know it in such a different way than you can ever describe. Um, and so when you believe that, whether it's true or you just choose to believe it, mm -hmm. um, it changes you, it changes your resonance. It changes the way that you look and approach life. And so even if you're just faking it, faking that life is great, everything is going to work out for me always. Uh -huh. Um, there's lofty questions when it comes to you know, manifesting and things like right. that. Um, I was kind of doing that in a way before I ever really started being curious about it in the way that it's being discussed now. Right. And it allowed me to put on that attitude that allowed me to translate that to opportunities to people that I would talk to and be around to where they would just be like, there's something there. I'm going to, I'm going to bet on that one. Yeah. She seems to know something about her <laughs> that we don't. Um, and I don't know what I'm doing half the time. Uh, Blake would argue most of the time, but <laughs> I know and have decided that things are going to work out for, for me and, mm -hmm. and, and I'm going to stay in favor and I'm going to make my life less about me and like what we can gain, but more about service. And I, this is one of my favorite, most recent quotes, and I forget who said it, um, but they just talk about when you are living completely in service from the first thing you do, you wake up in the morning and you just focus on how to serve other people first, how to help them win first, you are never gonna wake up purposeless, anxious, or lonely another day in your life. Mm. Um, and that resonated with me so deeply. And I found that to be true most of my life when I'm just focusing on how to help me win or accomplish my goals and I don't focus on how to help other people win. Yeah. That is how I'm gonna get what I want and not in a sleazy way, but it's just the way that 
the reciprocation rule works. Yeah, I love that. I um, I, I refer to that as, so GRIT for me is an acronym in the G. The G part is greater power and purpose. Mm-hmm. So you just exemplified that perfectly because mm-hmm. that's the first thing we all need to get through those adverse times or those self-doubt, times of self-doubt is it really is about something that's bigger than all of us. Amen, yeah. Um, I'm oh, so I'm curious to know uh, the R and the I and the T. Oh, I, that's, that's, that's a tease. <laughs> the R is resilience. The I is your inner game, and the mm. T is your team, because right. we all have to have a team around us. Amen. Yeah. Um, so, and I think you know that brings it to a point. You clearly have a team around you, and as you're growing and getting bigger. Who have been the people that have been your biggest supporters, cheerleaders, you know, that were there in those de- maybe times when you felt like, oh, I just don't know if this is going to work. I mean, I know you have that inner inner power and inner purpose about you, but we mm-hmm. we can't go through life without a team. Who, ha- who have those mm-hmm. people been for you? Um, the one that immediately popped into my mom, uh, to my to my mom. My mind is my mother. Um, she, and I just realized this, that subconsciously, she didn't know that she was doing this with me growing up, but she always exposed me to bigger people and bigger experiences and circumstances than our life maybe called for. We didn't have the money to go do these big things, but she would network me because yes. she wanted to be networked. She was, she has more friends than she could ever count in five lifetimes. And she's in service to them always. She's a big helper. And so I think by her exposing me to things and visions that were outside of my current circumstance, it taught me to dream bigger than just what I was seeing in Stillwater, Oklahoma or Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. I saw and recognized that there's a lot more in this world than I'm immediately seeing in my day to day. I want to go see that. I want to go try that and believed that I could. Um, And so on all of these ventures, she has supported me. Um, I scare her to death, I think, with how big I choose to play sometimes. <laughs> She's like, are you sure? What about benefits? What about security? Oh, yeah. What about security that? Thing. Like, mm, nah. <laughs> I, I, am, I, will, I will make my own security. I think I'm it's going good, go Mom. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, she just, I think subconsciously gave me that huge gift early on that allowed me to, to dream as big as, I, as big as I tend to. Mm-hmm. And then around me, I mean, Blake, my fiance now has given me so much support. Never do I feel like I'm being held back. Mm-hmm. And but if I do double check myself or if he does say something, I value it. And I really, really listen because he's not one to do that. So we have a wonderful yin and the yang, which is why we work very well together. We rarely, maybe, maybe once or twice, like artistically disagree or, or something with the business um, because um, we just, we really respect each other. And I think we've got that foundation of respect. I don't tell him what to do. He doesn't tell me what to do, but our purpose, our greater purpose for why we're doing this is aligned. We have a lot of fun. We keep mm-hmm. it fun because then otherwise, why are you doing it? Right. Um, and keep our focus uh, on those goals. Yeah. And he, he fairly recently, didn't he transition from his job to, to jumping into this? So you, oh, you yeah. went from team Blake to team Blake. <laughs> team Blake. Hashtag. Team Blake seems to be working well for you. <laughs> I, know. I know. It's it's been a great it's been a great thing. But he made that transition, I think, in July from, from corporate world to um self-employed 
video, <laughs> funny video maker. And I'm sure his parents just had a heart attack yeah. to leave this job that you work your whole life for, go to school for. And he was just growing and doing amazing things in that career mm-hmm. and had achieved an amazing level. And in the middle of a pandemic, he's like, Hey mom, hey dad, guess what? I'm gonna go make silly videos for a how do you, How does one explain that? I'm curious, because I'm sure there here's the thing. There's like a there's a there is a gap generationally in I think people that, you know, really truly believe you need the safety and security, like you said, in, in a pandemic. And then it's like, wait a minute, how is this a career? Like, mm-hmm. how do you explain that to people? Not that you need to, but I'm just curious, like when people go, I don't get what you do. How do you, how is this a career? Because I'm going to guarantee you, you are opening the eyes of people that are like, wait, I want to do that too. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not traditionally unlike, it's traditionally unlike any other business, but not if you break it down, I think to the fundamentals of what we have is attention currency. Mm -hmm. So we're used to seeing that in entertainment. You're, inter- you're creating a TV show that's going to entertain X amount of people. Here's the deliverables for brands to be inserted in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you're also, for Facebook, we make content that keeps people on the platform. Facebook is going to put an ad. So when you go and you do a Facebook ad, your ad is being shown in the middle of our videos. Mm-hmm. So we have to create really good content that people are in the middle of a video that they didn't plan to find while they were swiping. And at the one minute mark, they're going to, they're interested in what we're doing enough that they're going to sit through a 15 second ad. Yep. So we have to be good at our jobs of entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's different than the red tape of being in Hollywood or somewhere where you're like, Hey, mister, give me a shot. Mm-hmm. We need to cut all that out and just let the market tell us if we're good enough. Right. And then we watch and you're like, we did a really bad job. We were bad at our jobs today. Let's make better content tomorrow, <laughs> you know? And so we just get to stay really lean and stay really mobile. And so this year we've done so many different types of content. Like what we started doing at the beginning of the pandemic was when Blake was still working his other job. And so we're just now stuck at home together. So now we're making more volumes and people just really liked that relational comedy of being stuck in a house together because yeah. that was very relatable. Um, and as we've grown and scaled, we really do watch market trends just like any other entertainment okay. vertical where and this is the embarrassing part is sometimes it is the dumbest videos that we are not proud of that <laughs> overperform. They just go crazy. And so as silly as I think it is, I'm seeing other people are clearly very entertained by this. It got a hundred million views. So some of the, our loyalists who are with us in the beginning, they're like, why are you doing this? And I'm like, I, it, I, because that is our job to make wide, widely entertaining content. Yep. And so when the numbers say that this stuff is really what people like to see, it gets more views, more shares, more watch time. We've got to do more of that. Yep. And it's the worst business to be a people pleaser in. Because uh, <laughs> even when we do a video, I'm so proud of the best video that I thought we did all month. You have two comments back to back saying, this is the worst thing that I've ever seen quit right now versus <laughs> this is the best video you've ever made. So if we lived our life, just like living and dying by the comments, mm-hmm. then we would, we would never make another video. It's also, a, I think you're in it. It says something that you're in this business with the attitude and the outlook on life that you do, because people that uh, do take that stuff personally won't, wouldn't survive. I mean, Social media is brutal. It can be just absolutely brutal, you know, 
but I love you're just you're just like oh well and laugh in their face and let's just move on and do the next thing and like I said I think that's why people are like okay Adley is like bringing joy to my day and I yeah this sucks and I'm at home and I'm stuck and you know I've lost my job for right now or whatever but she is like laughter is one of the best literally one of the best medicines and I think that you've um, you know, permeated that into people's lives during this. And, and it's why they just keep coming back for more, whether they like it or not. What is yeah. your, I'm curious to know what is your, if you know this, what's your like biggest, most viewed video right now? Most viewed video is our friend is in the shower, this outdoor shower, because we were in LA and there's like, here's the Airstream, here's this outdoor shower. And I'm up on this rock above the shower and um, she's in her swimsuit, but I have hair extensions that are pretty close to the same color as hers. And I'm above her while she's washing her hair and all that. And I'm just clipping the hair extensions and they're falling in her hair. So she's showering, <laughs> thinking, and who thinks to like look up and look yeah, yeah. behind the fence? Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it went on for about three minutes of her just thinking her hair's falling out. Oh, and then I got caught. Uh, <laughs> but that's at, a, I think, 160 million. Wow. Um, Actually, the probably the most viewed video because it got stolen everywhere was I did a, a press conference about uh, COVID right when it first came yes. out. Yeah. Um, and it was what to do, what not to do. Yeah. So that didn't do a lot on our page, but I think Blake spent two days straight, just couldn't get to the bottom of how many times it was stolen across Facebook, Instagram. So that one was probably seen. And it was, it got on today's show, Good Morning America. Yeah, I did see that. It that was, was hilarious, by the way, because you it perfectly exemplified how everybody felt. <laughs> you could probably do part two and it would still make sense. I wrote part two, but everything with the world kind of imploded yeah. with this you know, sort of civil war mentality. And so yeah, then yeah. I started to write a second one. I was like, nope, we're just going to let that one live on forever. No doubt. Um, do you have a favorite? Like, I know there's many. It's probably like picking your favorite child, but what are some of your, a couple of your favorite videos? That's a great question. I really like Blake's truck pranks on me. Oh. They mix his engineer background. Like he will rewire the windshield washer fluid, put wine in it and rewire the truck. To, and then another time when I press that brake, the horn goes off. Yep, yep. They were just the most confusing things, but those, he put really, really original spins on some old pranks, some stuff he did when he was younger, some stuff people know. Yeah. But so you're watching him and he doesn't like to talk a lot in videos. Believe it or not, he is camera shy. So he didn't have to say a word in any of those. He's just like setting it up and you're just watching this guy. No, he really laughs fun. like a little kid while he's doing it. It's hilarious. <laughs> I know. It's very funny. I have to ask though, because the one I saw, he did, he covered up your rear view or, or was it with a Freddy Krueger in your rear, rear yeah. backup camera? Yeah. That was did you one. hit something? What did you hit when you backed yeah. out the driveway? I almost hit a car, but I hit our trash cans, I think, and yeah, those yeah. almost flew into this car. So that, I think those Whoops. are always top of mind. Yeah. <laughs> Another <laughs> whole genre of my favorites. Yeah. So have you ever had one where it was like something either botched or like, has anybody gotten hurt in any of these videos? Oh yeah. We gave my brother a black guy. Uh, my brother does this full time now too. In his second, his first video ever, we lit him on fire. He got third degree burns. <laughs> he, he's a mat, he's got an omen around him or something. His second video, Blake has this giant boxing glove on him and comes out of this box and just, you know, pops him in the face, misses, and the, the whole blow up part just hit Jake's shoulder. And so Blake actually punched him in the face with his real <laughs> fist, blackened his eye. 
And then I cracked a rib last month. So oh. sometimes- Was that the, with the VR thing? Yes. Virtual, oh. who, know, who knew that my virtual reality would actually be more dangerous than my real reality? Oh so, my yeah, we should not buy one of those. So how do you guys come up with your ideas? Um, you know, a unique place that we'll find some of them is gifts. Oh, really? Uh, a lot of them are things that we experience, you know, old, old pranks that we bring back old ca candid camera bits are real fun to kind of put a, a new modern spin on. Uh, there's a bit of nostalgia, but also a, a modern feel to it. Yeah. That's really fun. Um, internet trends are easy, like koala challenge was really big. So then we'll do a video trying the things that everybody's trying. Yeah. Um, and those are fun. Cooking hacks are fun. Um, but now we've got kind of trained our eye to take ordinary moments and try to make them extraordinary. Mm -hmm. So really relatable feelings like, I use this example a lot, but guy doesn't want a pet, girl has to have a pet. Right. So I turned our apartment into a barnyard for a day to show them how bad it could be. So then we <laughs> <laughs> But relatable things like that, uh, that people can just tag and tag the boyfriends, tag the wife, this is so right. you, oh my God, this is so me. Yeah. They can see this, this video as an extension of themselves. Um, and that adds the viral component mm -hmm. to it. Love it. Love it. I know you, um, you mentioned your brother, Jake. I had, I was so touched by the video you did, um, at Christmas when you, oh. when you got him the hearing aids. That was a really special moment. That was, and him realizing, we didn't realize so much later in his life that he's 50% deaf in both ears. So we just thought totally different things about him. And <laughs> like, sure. like, he's a terrible listener. <laughs> he doesn't care about anything. Uh, but no, he just doesn't know what's going on half the time. Uh, so God. that was realizing that he needed that um, and has been a big life changer for him. And that's, that's cool. That's, that's the why. And yeah, those are the no people doubt. that we get to be in community with and see what we can do here uh, with God's provision. But we, we don't always get to see and hear of moments like that, how they inspire other acts of kindness. We try to do these acts of kindness videos and they are the hardest to pull off. But yeah. you see a very intangible ripple effect mm -hmm. of just helping somebody recognize opportunity maybe more when they see it. Mm -hmm. um, and hopefully we exemplify through these videos. We don't do very fancy videos. We're not all on big fancy things most of the time mm -hmm. um, to show people that joy is really accessible. You don't have to have a lot of money. It's who you're with. And it's just choosing to look at life through a certain lens. Yes. That is very much a choice. And you don't need to have a lot to make that choice. And the other thing that you do so well, I think in, in the entertainment business typically has, has the, um, you know, the judgment, if you will, of it's, a, it's cutthroat and it's competitive and, but you work and you collaborate with other creators yeah, and that yeah. works for you. Tell oh us how, do, how does that, how did, how do you pull that off and what are the benefits? How does that um, help you to do what yeah, you do? I get better at the craft and all of us, just when we get together, we just have made a, a really a nonverbal pact to uh, to help each other. We see, I have unique skill sets. They have unique skill sets that when we're in each other's videos, we offer that to each other. Um, and that, if you, to be able to do this with your friends and the camaraderie that comes with it is really the icing on the cake. Because mm -hmm. um, we did it by ourselves. I did it by myself for a very long time. I vlogged for a, a year and 13 people watched it. Um, but I just I <laughs> like it, you know? So now the fact that people do watch it, that yeah. I get to do it with friends and people who are way better at entertaining than I am is just a huge 
it's a huge blessing. It really is a dream come true. Well, I, I, that's how I feel about this podcast. Sometimes it's like, I have really cool guests and I, you know, more people need to listen to this. So yeah. <laughs> I get yeah. it. I get it. But it is I'm glad fun. to do a video component because I would, I love this conversation that we're having right now. And I'd love to, to put it out as well, because I think more people need to have one. It's a blessing for me to be able to talk about mm-hmm. why we make these videos, because yes. there is a lot more to me than a lot of people see from just the blonde, yeah. silly prankster girl. That's like the tip of the iceberg. Um, and that's because they told me that they want to watch that stuff. So, you know, but there, there's so much more to it for me that I love the opportunity to being able to be able to show that, Yeah. you know, and especially, I know a lot of our creators feel the same way. And back to your point, I heard, I heard another statement a couple of weeks ago about competition in this space, because a lot of creators are very competitive Mm -hmm. and people in your arena are very competitive, but somebody just said, you can't, you can't compete with me when I'm cheering for you. Like I want the people that are good people Mm -hmm. to win. I want everybody to win because there's, this is a big world. There's lots of room for great entertainers Mm -hmm. and anybody who is very jealous or extremely competitive uh, that really stems from insecurity in their own craft. Mm -hmm. Because if you know what you're, you're good at and you've you've been consistent with that for a while and you're dedicated to the craft and growing inside it, uh, you're only going to cheer for people. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And I love that, especially for women, right? Women encouraging and supporting and empowering other women. You know, there's enough room, there's enough space for all of us. And we're so much more powerful when we do collaborate and when we do lift each other up. And yes. and, we, and I think we need that. You know, I, I, I know for me, it helps to know that I have other women in my corner supporting me and, and, you know, and like I said, promoting it, it truly is, um, it's a ripple effect. That's the way I always say. Yeah, you come from a male dominant um, arena of life. Right. Music, even more for me, for sure, especially here in Nashville. It was all it was all men, and so when I was with other women, it, there was very much this mentality of there can only be one of us. If yes. someone's going to get signed, there's so few spots for girls that it is like the subconscious competition, and that was just very draining, a very sad place to be. Which I'm so fortunate to not be in that environment anymore and to be in an environment that fosters cheering for other people. It is okay to cheer for and be genuinely excited for the success of other people and not be a jealous person. It is okay to do that. This is why we worked out so well together. (laughs) (laughs) It was like immediate understanding. Adley and Shelly against the testosterone in the room. No, I'm teasing. Yeah. (laughs) We'll physically lift each other up. Exactly. Exactly. I needed, I needed some help. You left too soon. You didn't know. I fell on the floor after you left. Oh, I'm very glad I missed that. (laughs) I'm I'm also that friend that's going to be like, (laughs) oh yeah, totally would laugh at me. Well, and I told you when we met the first time, like you're, you cracked me up because you said your mom was a prankster. Oh yeah. That's kind of where you got this prankster bone, right? Oh, for sure. She, all the time. She made me think I was getting suspended from school. She got the she got the president in on it of our school. She got my cheer coach in it. Told me I wasn't going to be able to be. I just gotten cheer captain, and then I thought I was going to lose that. I was getting expelled. Um, she just pranked me my whole life. So I have a high tolerance <laughs> for that as well, and a deep appreciation. I love it. But you've gotten her back, right? <laughs> on more than one occasion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she walked right into it. I love it. So um, before I let you go, I. You know, we talk a lot about your your positivity and um, a lot of things I think that I have found common with people who are high achievers 
And it's not just their attitude, but it's their habits. So what are your daily habits? Like what are things that you do try to do almost on a day day to day that really help you kind of get that focus and, and create that space where you can be your best self? Uh, this is a great question. Um, and very timely because it's the biggest thing that I'm working on is developing those habits um, to, to become somebody capable of trying to pull off what I'm trying to pull off. Um, so I, and whether I write it down and I try to write it down, but if I don't, I at least do it mentally, which is gratitude first and thanking God for everything that he's given me before I ever asked for another dang thing. But like being very conscious of what I have right now, because I firmly believe that everybody at any given time has all the resources they need to take that next step. Because mm-hmm. God gives us, he doesn't give us a flashlight, right? He gives us a lamp. We just need to take the next right step. And I really believe everybody has it in their toolkit uh, without needing more. So being very present and grateful in what we have, mm-hmm. um, acknowledging that first, and then really trying to protect the time. So every night before I go to bed, I do write out, here's my priority list for the next day. I live and die by the list and and make sure to get those things done. I'm really working on delegation. And even before we jumped on here, I wrote down the three things I'm going to do as soon as we finish this podcast and list of priority. And then nothing else gets touched until I do that first. And so really just 80, 20 my life of what makes the biggest impact focus on that. And that I learned by doing it the wrong way for many, many years. So I did all (laughs) easy things first and then I never uh, accomplished anything with mentioning. So what is next? What is your vision for this? I know you talked about really wanting to scale and I know you're on clubhouse and you're, you know, contributing to that new platform, which is completely addicting. Um, but you know, it's very, uh, entrepreneurial driven and business driven. And so what does, what does the future look like for you? Sure. And, and to your point about, um, clubhouse, it is like podcasting on steroids. I've loved podcasts. Just anytime I'm doing anything, just listening, absorbing, yeah people way smarter than myself. Um, and it is that on steroids. So I'm very fortunate for that uh, coming around in the last few weeks. And uh, this year we're focused on service, sustaining what we built, putting systems and processes in place so that we don't end up being like, wow, that was a really great year. And we lost it all because we were bad business people. <laughs> um, so really putting processes in place um, to create a high performing content team out of Nashville, realizing that the entertainment landscape is really shifting, that a paranormal activity as a movie is a great example to shoot, have a blockbuster movie with what was it like a $50,000 yeah. budget. Mm-hmm. Now all these big production houses being like, huh, we don't need, we can produce much leaner than we are now. Mm-hmm. And we are a testament to that. We literally do everything on an iPhone and it looks like real people found footage and people have short attention spans and that's the way that they want to consume content. That's the way that we're able to do volume. So um, teaching more people in our immediate life to entertain better and get quicker to market because um, we have become the bottleneck in our own business. So I'm very excited about continuing to build out our team um, and hopefully continue to stay on the forefront of the landscape of entertainment as it changes. And also the contacts that I've made because of what's happened with us this year uh, to be able to make strides. And um, we've got a show coming out this late, later this year with Blake and I. Um, we tell micro stories every day, right? Little bitty glimpses into lives um, of us and our friends. But the story that we're going to be able to tell together about love, about human connection, about relationships, everybody's been forced to, to sit in that and realize that that is... Uh, the utmost important thing mm. about being here 
is our connection to, to ourselves, our connection to our loved ones and our connection to the world. And so we get to tell uh, not just micro stories, but we get to tell a pretty big one later this year with some amazing partners that I could have only dreamed uh, to have partnered with just six months ago. So I'm very excited about that as well. Amen. That sounds exciting. When will that be out? I don't know. I'm hoping. <laughs> Stay tuned. There were supposed to be there were supposed to be cameras up in March, um, and I think that's going to be pushed back maybe a couple months. Gotcha. So we'll see. So my final question, which I ask all of my guests, since this podcast is called "Too Much Grit to Quit," when you hear that word "grit," what does it mean to you? Hanging on for dear life. <laughs> uh, and that is I mean, that, that is a lot of it right it is resilience really uh, which is is your arm but I feel like people just they get hit around a little bit and they're very quick to, to give up and I just as I can retrospectively look at my life resilience has been a key word and a key phrase mm -hmm. and I think having that overarching belief that that things are going to be okay they're always going to be okay and they're going to work out in my favor as long as I keep showing up to the fight. Yeah. Um, that is grit. I think it's tenacity and resilience and choosing to stay in the game, even when you don't want to sometimes yeah. and learning that your emotions uh, to not always believe them. They're very temporary. Who outside of yourself exemplifies grit to you? Ooh. Ooh. Good question. I don't know why Mike Tyson was the first person to go to <laughs> I don't good. even know much about him. Yeah, uh, but I, yeah, I think I just read an article about him. Um, but people, I love just the comeback stories. I love yeah. when, everybody loves that, right? When odds are against you. Um, You're in a city of comeback stories. Yeah, so I feel like I could really? probably rattle off 20 names that nobody would even recognize. Um, but we'll go with Mike Tyson. <laughs> Mike Tyson, it is. Mike Tyson, you have a fan. You'd, he'd, he'd, I'm going to text you after this and be like, wait, I have a better answer. <laughs> Can we record that? Just send me a video. You, you make it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Adley, where can people find you? Um, what's the best place to, you know, to follow you, to watch all of your content and just uh, get your, because it, you're so much more than just um, funny videos. You are truly like daily inspiration for people. That, that means so much to me to hear that because I do feel like most people just must think I'm this like vapid blonde, um, silly chick. And so when people do tell me that they get positivity extracted somehow from these videos, that just means the world. So thank you for saying that. Um, easiest place to see massive amounts of content that you may appreciate and or hate. Um, it's going to be one of the two uh, is Facebook forward slash the Adley show. Um, and that's all the videos from me and all my friends. And then on Instagram, which is just Blake and I's content, it's just at Adley, A-D-L-E-Y. You're like Beyonce. You don't need a last name. Just at. <laughs> yeah. Dolly, Reba, Beyonce, all my idols. There you <laughs> go. All right, Adley, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. So appreciate you, everything you're doing, and just keep letting your light shine. And back at you, sister. Thanks for the opportunity. And I'll see you next on home. Get back down here. All right, we will do. That's a wrap for this edition of Too Much Grit to Quit on Blue Wire Hustle. I'm your host, Shelly Till. Please join me again the next time and make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform.